everyone, and welcome to episode number 47 of Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, and I'm glad that you're listening. Well, we're sprinting to the finals right now with only two rounds left, and the first first game of this round begins in about nine hours from where I'm recording this, so I wanted to make sure I got this out before the first game was played, so people want to listen to it then. Uh, before I get into my tips for round 17, I wanted to... Uh, touch on a couple stories that came out this week and I also wanted to recognize that today is Are You Okay Day. I, I put the link to the ROU, Are You Okay page in the show notes and I strongly encourage you to check in with your friends to make sure that they're okay to touch base with them because you know we are all having issues of our own during these difficult times. Okay so check in on your friends hopefully they'll check in on, on you as well. And uh, let's dive into the stories this week. Now, first off, after watching the uh, the Dockers and D's matchup at Kazali Stadium, I've got a question to ask because I, I don't know the answer to this one. Are they allowed to actually play footy in Cairns when it doesn't rain? You know, since I've started watching the game over the last four and a half years or so, I've watched a handful of games that have been played there. And I can't seem to recall a single game that's been played where there has not been torrential rain from a monsoon or something of that nature going on. Now, you know, I know that, that Cairns is in the tropics. It's above the Tropic of Capricorn. I've got a background in geography. I have a degree in geography, so it's one of the courses I teach in, at school. And I did a little digging, and it looks as though you know, August and September are part of what would be considered the dry season. It looks like December, January, February are the wet season there. So, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. And maybe this year it's simply the footy gods that are trying to make sure that the Dockers play in as many uncontrollable downpours as possible. They had that horrible weather against Geelong several weeks ago where nobody could hold on to the ball. And uh, it was just, you know, they muddled through. They got themselves a win, but it was uh, it was pretty ugly weather that they were playing in. So hopefully next time they go to Cairns, we can actually get some sunshine. That would be a nice change of pace. So the second thing I wanted to delve into today was looking at the report that came out this week regarding club membership because it's been reported now that overall there was a 6.1% drop in team membership and club membership this year. And seven of the 18 teams saw increases in their memberships with Gold Coast having the highest jump percentage-wise. Now, theirs, theirs is still the lowest, but they had a big jump, and I think that that's going to happen again in the future as well. And the Eagles ended up becoming the first non-Victorian club to have the largest overall membership, and they went over 100,000 this year. What was miraculous was seeing what happened with Essendon and with Melbourne. They had drops of over 26% in their club membership this year. And before you chime in, to, you know, to mock your your club's rivals uh, and their membership and that sort of thing, I think we need to, you know, to look at it. It's fair to say that it, it's the horrific events that have gone on with COVID nineteen and the you know the inability for you know a lot of these clubs to to get fans into the stands that have led to the drop in membership. Because if I'm not mistaken, many of the memberships, when you purchase them, there is a ticket allocation that goes along with that you know that me having an international one that that doesn't matter here for me 
but maybe a lot of people decided not to buy memberships because of the fact that they could not get tickets to go along with the games. Now, eight of the ten Victorian clubs saw drops in their memberships, and the two that saw increases, Carlton and uh, St. Kilda, you know, they saw some significant improvement on the grounds. Their performance was better on the grounds this year, so that might have led to some of the increases. You know, the, the increase in uh, excitement in the fan base. So that might have led to them having a little bit of a boost in their in their membership roles this year. Now, the, uh, the Suns, I think they're going to see an even bigger turnaround next year. They, jumped, they went up 15% this year. I think it might even be higher next year because they... Uh, you know, that's a club that I think is going to continue to get better. And I think the fact that, that the league played much of the season in Queensland is only going to help them with their membership base going forward. Now, I don't know if this, this information has been released anywhere, but I would love to see the international membership figures, you know, to see whether or not the fact that this game was being played in, in, in being, not being played, but being broadcast in so many different places on a much grander scale than it had been in the past, that maybe that helped to bring about an increase in international memberships. Now, I know that I've talked to a few people um, on my podcast, and I've interacted with them on uh, on Twitter and on Facebook that they that they became international members. So. You know, I'm not saying that I did my part, but, you know, I, I, like I said, I've talked to some people that decided to become supporters of their, of their new favorite club. So that's fantastic. I, uh, I hope that continues. I hope there's more of that going forward next year. Um, and I wish, quite frankly, I wish it hadn't taken me a couple of years to figure out that it was actually less expensive for me to get the Watch AFL app by becoming a Cats International member. Because it's actually like $25 more expensive to get the Watch AFL app as a standalone than it is to get the um, membership and get the uh, Watch AFL app code that allows you to log in and watch the exact same things. Plus, you get the swag from the club as well. Now, I'm looking forward to renewing as as soon as I can. And, uh, you know, I hope that all of you that are here in the States or if you're in Europe or somewhere else in the world and you're, you've become a fan of the game, I hope that you go ahead and, and get that international membership. Get the Watch AFL apps. So you can watch all of the games, watch all of the programs that go along with it. Uh, you know, again, those are, you know, they've got all the games live and on demand, so if you don't catch the game live, you can go back and watch it some other time. If you want to go back and watch a game from three or four years ago, they're on there. And hopefully they'll leave the classic games on that they had earlier this year because they were playing like the top 50 games of the last decade and a half or so that were up on the watch AFL app that Fox footy was putting out. And those are going to be great to watch over the winter months here to go back and see some of those games and learn some of the names and, and faces of some of the people that played previously and see some of the, the people who are veterans now when they were younger. Now, you know, the thing I'm wondering, and I don't know how this would work logistically because you know, the watch AFL app, it's run by Fox footy, but they also carry the games that are broadcast on channel seven. So they've got all the games there, whether they're on Channel 7 or Fox is carrying them. And I think it would be great if Fox Footy could figure out a way to also carry the Footy Classified game or show as well as the front bar. Now, I've only seen snippets of both of those shows. I've heard good things about both of them. You know, I'd love to hear you know more about what Kane Corns is all about and uh, 
you know, uh, it would. Be, I think it would be just the front bar is one that looks like it would be a, a lot of fun to watch. It looks like they have a good time on that one. I've not had not had a chance to watch that one in depth at all. So maybe Fox Footy can figure out how to get those programs from Channel Seven onto the Fox Footy app as well, since they're already having the games on there. I don't know. I don't know if that would work out or not. Now it was uh, it was really sad to see the uh, the injury that occurred with Irving Mosquito this weekend. You know, he had a uh, a non-contact injury where he looks like he tore, I think they did say he tore his ACL in his left knee. And it was a really sad start to, you know, a, a, a promising beginning to what I think is going to be a great career. And he'd only played a handful of games, but he was extraordinarily exciting. He was lightning quick, and hopefully that speed is still there when he recovers from this injury. But it was a shame to see that happen. Um, but there were some great things that happened. The Crows won their second game in a row. Unfortunately, I did not tip them this round. I picked GWS. Sorry about that, Crows fans. Um, now I have made some comments on you know the Crows Twitter pages about how impressed I've been with the way that the club has been playing. They've been playing hard. They've been playing inspired. Matthew Nix has got that club playing, looking forward to the future. Um Riley O'Brien, I think I'd mentioned him before, is quietly becoming a, a, a dynamic ruck for the Crows. He he uh, had a great game this past week against GWS. Okay, and I and I think he's going to be you know become a ruck that people talk about going forward. And he was all over the grounds too. You know, he had a lot of you know he had a lot of uh, distance that he covered. Now, as I mentioned before, like I said, the Crows are playing some exciting footy. And I think that it's safe to say that they're, they're maybe the one team that's going to finish outside the eight that doesn't necessarily want to see their fixture come to an end. I think they'd like to continue playing and see this season go on. Not, not so they could move up the ladder, but so they could get more experience. You know, And I, and I, I think that they, they played extraordinarily well. Um, granted, they've got a tough game this week with Carlton. We'll see what happens there. Now, the Blues, as I'd mentioned, you know, they... Uh, they decided this week that they wanted to go out uh, in round 17 and, and imitate what the uh, Cats had done the previous week to the Bulldogs. You know, the Bulldogs jumped out to a huge lead. Of, what was it, 40 points in the second quarter? The Blues had basically the same thing happen to them with the Swans. The Swans jumped out to an almost 40-point lead in the second quarter, and the Blues battled back, and they got back to even shortly after the fourth, the fourth quarter had started. And it was really impressive because, you know, I, I was watching part of that game at school. I was watching the first half, and I was like, well, this thing's done. They don't have, they don't, they're not going to win this game. And I went back, and I looked at the score later on. I was like, wait a minute, this has got to be a misprint. And, no, I, I went back and watched the, uh, the rest of the game, and sure enough, the, you know, the, the Blues came back, and uh, they dominated. And they did what they had to win. And, it, you know, this, is, this was a game that they absolutely had to have. If the Blues want to play finals, they had to beat the Swans. If they want to play, if they want to, you know, play finals, they've got to beat the Crows this week, and then I believe they've got Brisbane the last week of the season, and they uh, they've got to win all three of those, and they need some help, which I'll get into here in a couple of moments. Um, so it was an impressive it was an impressive win there. You know, there's going to have to be several upsets that happen for the Blues to play finals. You know, the bottom line is that they had no shot of playing finals if they didn't beat this beat the Swans this week. Uh, so. I wanted to dive into the uh, the tips for this week. This can be a little bit shorter episode than what I typically have here. Um, I did okay last round. I got five out of eight. 
I missed out on the Eagles, the Crows, and the Blues game. Um, I took this. I picked. I tipped the Swans in that game. So I thought, hey, this is looking pretty promising for me, because the Swans had been playing fast. They've been playing hard, very similar to what the Crows had been doing. You know, the Swans' big problem right now is that they've got no. They've got no size. A lot of their talls are have been injured pretty much most of the year. So let's go ahead and dive into the uh, the games for round 17. The first one, which is actually happening at uh, about 5:50 tomorrow morning my time, which is in about six hours. Uh, West Coast and St. Kilda. And I've got West Coast winning this game by 10 points. And while both of these clubs are, are solidly in the top eight, the Eagles still have a decent shot of making the top four because two of the teams ahead of them still have to play each other. The Cats and Tigers play on Friday night. So there's a possibility that, that one, you know, one of those teams loses that maybe the, uh, the Eagles could possibly slide into the four spot. I don't know if they could make it to three. I didn't dig into it that far. But the Eagles really need to have Nick Nat back out there. I think he had a sore back the other day and didn't play. And I'm still working on the pronunciation of his name because I saw the article that he said that the the way his name's been pronounced since he's been in the competition has not been correct. So I'm just going to stick with Nick Nat for right now because I'm probably going to get the name wrong. Now, again, he needs to be out there because half of their midfield is gone. So he needs to be able to get the ball into the hands of the midfielders that are out there to give them an opportunity to have success. Because they're going to be missing Elliot Yo, um, Dom Sheedy um, as well, so they're going to need you know their strong ruck in place to help get them over the hump against St. Kilda. Because St. Kilda is very capable of winning this game. Okay, this is a you know this is kind of a toss-up game. Like I said, I've got it being a ten-point game. You know the Saints certainly can win this, but I think that the West Coast wants to try to see if they can get into the top four, have that double chance if at all possible. So I think they take it by ten points. And then we've got Geelong and Richmond. And I've got Geelong winning this one by two goals. And this might be a finals preview. Maybe. You know, the Tigers have had another uh, week of distractions, which you know led to the uh, suspension of two players for 10 weeks, 10 rounds of, of footy. They're, they're out. Um, you know, and I know that, you know, being shuttled around to different hubs around around the the country hasn't necessarily been ideal, but it's been it's allowed them to play the season or at least most of the season, 17 rounds uh, or 17 games, and uh, you know, in the great grand scheme of things, those teams that are playing finals like the Tigers, they're they're at the most seven weeks away from the season being done, where they're going to be allowed to head home back to their off season homes, that type of thing, relax after whatever happens, you know, get to the, you know, through the qualifying finals, get to the second round, maybe get to the, you know, maybe win or lose the finals. I don't know, but I got to ask the question. Was it selfish of these two young men? You know, Callum Coleman Jones hasn't played a lot. I think he played one game last year, but Sidney Stack has played nine games this year for the Tigers. He's been an, an integral part of their lineup. You know, so was it selfish of these two guys to sneak out and, and, and go to a strip club and go to a, you know, a, a street vendor for food and get into a fight? I don't know. If, if I was a Tigers supporter, I don't think I can be too happy with these guys. I truly don't. I don't think I can be happy with them at all. Because, you know, I'm... I would be... Bottom line, I'd be furious with what they had done because they're jeopardizing the club's opportunity to be successful. Um, you know, 
But you know, if you need to laugh at the situation, if you're a Tigers fan and you need to laugh, or if you're just a footy fan and you need to laugh, I highly recommend the uh, the most recent episode. I think it's the round 15, 16 episode uh, from the Junk Time AFL podcast. And if you've listened to Junk Time, it's a it's a I had the two gentlemen uh, on the on the podcast on on mine several months ago, and it was absolutely hilarious. Um, I think it's one of the funniest podcasts I've I've listened to, whether it be a, a specifically comedy one or not. They they take they take what you're looking at in terms of the issues in footy, and they just skew it just a couple of degrees and and put you know a level of humor on it that uh, that many people may not have thought of. And and Adam Rosenbach, I believe it was Adam this time that was pretending that he was uh, kind of like the uh, the tour guide that was going around with, with the two Tigers players and was recounting what went on that night. Uh, so if you need, if you need to laugh because you want to scream and it's just better to laugh, I would, I would strongly encourage you taking a listen to that episode because it was rather funny. Um, you know, and, and these two guys, you know, let's be honest, they were, they, you know, to use the children's book, they were channeling their, their inner lemony snicket and went out to make their series of unfortunate events take place. You know, so I, now again, I don't know if Sidney Stack would have played this round or not, but not having him as an option does not help the Tigers. Okay, if you take somebody off of their list and say, "Well, he's not even an option to play," that can't help your club. I mean, you're not there to practice against the 22 who are going to be out there. That certainly doesn't help your club either. So yeah, I I'm hoping that these these guys learned from this mistake. And again, hopefully we never find ourselves in a position where the clubs are locked away in these hubs. Hopefully COVID is something that we laugh about next year. Okay. Now the Cats they're playing very well at the moment, and you know, they might be adding their captain to the 22 this week. Joel Selwood might be back this week. Maybe they hold him out and play him a little bit against Sydney the following week before finals. I'm not sure what's happening with that. I haven't seen any news about that. And they should be getting the little master back. Uh, Gaz should be back. I don't know if it's this week or possibly next week. Um, going back in the lineup. And again, they've been playing well without him. But think about that conundrum that Chris Scott has right now. My team's playing extraordinarily well. My team's playing extraordinarily well. And here comes arguably one of the top players of the last 20 years coming back to my side right now saying, hey, coach, I'm ready to go. Where do you put him? Does he play? He has to play, doesn't he? You can't not play Gary Ablett Jr. in a game if he's healthy, can you? I mean, you know, he's been... In terms of footy, he's been managed for the last several weeks. Now, he's been at home with his with his wife and dealing with his, his son's illness and that sort of thing, and I hope everything's going well. But if he's able to be back, wow, that could really, really help the club going forward. Uh, and it might give them a uh, an opportunity for a deep run in the finals as long as Tom Hawkins keeps his elbows to himself. Now, Fremantle and North Melbourne. I've got Fremantle taking this one by nine points. And uh, while I mentioned back at the beginning in the news clips about how the Crows might not want 2020 to end, I think the Dockers can't wait to get started with 2021. Now, hopefully they, they're, they're hoping that they can play their, their home games all at Optus and then go out on the road to play their, their other games elsewhere. Um, but this is a team that you know has been playing some stifling defense. They've really done a great job of limiting scoring opportunities of their opponents. And if they can figure out how to strike a balance and get a little bit more offense, 
I think it's I think it's safe to say that this is a club that is likely to be playing finals next year. I think you can probably pencil the Dockers in as a as a top eight team next year. Now I don't know if they make top four, but I think they they definitely get into this the uh, five through eight round, the five through eight section. So I think you can pencil the Dockers in as a finals team next year. You know, let's be honest. You know, uh, the Kangaroos they, they don't have a whole lot to play for right now, other than pride other than trying to demonstrate to the list managers that I deserve a spot on this list for next year. So in that case, I fully expect the Ruse to make this a game. That's why I've only got it as a nine-point game. Because there are players who are playing for their footy lives these next two weeks. You know, because it sounds like lists are going to get smaller. So they need to have the best couple of games of their lives to show that, you know what, I should be part of this going forward. And we'll see if that happens. You know, I, I don't know. But I still think Fremantle is going to take this one. Now we've got Port Adelaide and Essendon. I've got Port taking this one by 19 points. You know, the power, you know, they have the Lions and the Cats nipping at their heels right now for that top spot. So if they slip up, one of those two is ready to jump in there. And this is a good opportunity for them to, to, to end the Cats' pursuit of the minor premiership because, you know, the Cats are already a game behind them in the standings. They've got one more loss, so... You know, if Port wins this week, the Cats don't have a shot at being the minor premier, which, hey, we saw what happened with them being the minor premiers last year. Maybe that's not such a bad thing. Um, but, you know, the power, they've recovered from their loss four rounds to go to the Cats where they got hammered pretty good, and they've won three in a row, and I fully expect them to take this game by at least three goals. You know, the Bombers have continued to be dysfunctional. They've really struggled. Um... And I think this carries over into this these final couple of rounds for them as well. I, I think they'll be competitive, but I still think Port Adelaide is too strong of a club. Um, they're, again, very similar to what the, the Roos are doing. They're trying to figure out who's going to be on the list next year. And the big name, of course, is, is Joe Danaher going to be there. Can they convince Joe Danaher to still be part of this club next year? Or is he going to be looking to go somewhere else? And I don't have the answer to that. Uh, GWS in Melbourne, I've got the Giants winning this one by 13 points. And, you know, let's be honest, Giants fans, you got outplayed totally last week by the Crows. I mean, the Crows just came out and they took it to you. And I don't think you were ready for it. And, you know, you, you came back in the second half and, and scored some points, but they had built a pretty significant lead. And if, if the Giants want to play finals this year, they've got to win these two final games. And, and quite frankly, Jeremy Cameron has to look in a mirror and, and remind himself that, you know what? I won the friggin' Coleman medal last year. I can score goals. I need to start doing that. Because he's, he's been kind of like the invisible man. He's been like an H.G. Wells story here in recent weeks. And he's, he's you know there's not been a whole lot to to Jeremy Cameron's game. And if, if they're going to make finals, they need him to step up and start scoring some goals for them. So we'll see if that we'll see if that occurs. Um, you know, and again, I, I think the Giants have the, the – the, if they play their potential, they're going to take this one by a little bit more than two goals. Now – the D's, they've lost three out of the last four. They've begun to leak oil. You know, I, they're they're definitely not on an upward trend, uh, and I think that they're uh, likely to find themselves outside the eight. But they've still got a shot at it too. You know, they got themselves. You know, they they fought their way back into the eight. They've dropped out in the last three or four weeks, but they still have a shot at making the eight, depending on how some of these other games play out. But I, I think the GWS finally gets their act together. You know, Leon Cameron knows he's going to be there for another couple of years. He just signed a new contract, and they get themselves back into the finals with with a win here. 
And the next game up is Carlton and Adelaide, and I've got Carlton winning this one by 11. I was really tempted to take the Crows in this game because they've won two in a row. They're playing with maybe more confidence than any other any other team in the comp right now because they're they're kind of playing with house money. Nobody's expecting them to win, and they've gone out and won two in a row. And they beat a pretty darn good GWS team last week. You know, an underperforming win, but a pretty good GWS team nonetheless. So I almost took the uh, the Crows in this, but you know, I think that the uh, the Blues are going to be coming back with a lot of confidence after this comeback last week against the Swans. You know, like I said, this is a, this is a must game. They have to win this game if they want to play finals. And they, even if they win it, they may not, but because they've got to have some things occur, uh, which I'll get into in the next uh, the next game that I'm going to tip here in a moment. But like I said, they simply cannot afford to lose this one. They actually need some help. They actually, if I um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they need help from from Hawthorne in their game with Western, which I'm going to get to in just a moment. But bottom line, if they want to play finals, they've got to take care of their own business first and then see what happens after the fact, okay? Which gets me to Western and Hawthorne. And, uh, well, Blues fans, I'm sorry, but I've got Western winning this one by 21 points. Uh, you know, the Bulldogs, they, they rebounded last week, uh, this last round after that heartbreaking loss to Geelong. I mean, they had they had the Cats on the ropes, they had, you know, that was, uh, Mickey was, uh, Mickey was there in the corner telling Rocky that he wants to throw in the towel and Rocky said, nope, let me keep fighting. And they did come back and win. But I think the Bulldogs, again, they're battling for a spot in the eight. You know, they, they fought back. They knocked off the Eagles this past week. And, you know, I see them, you know, the Eagles are a team that, that a lot of people see as a premiership contender. So, you know, the Bulldogs, like I said, they're pretty much in the same situation as GWS and the Blues. They've got to keep winning, and they've got to win these last two games. So, And if my calculations are right, if the Bulldogs win here against Hawthorne, that's going to prevent the Blues from making the finals. And I think it might be, might be vice versa. If the Hawks were to beat Western and Carlton were to beat Adelaide, I think it might actually knock the Bulldogs out as well. I fiddled around with that little squiggle simulator here for the last two rounds several times to go through some different scenarios, and I didn't write them down, but I think that the uh, whichever one wins, and if the other one loses, they're definitely knocked out. Um, you know, And again, fortunately for Clarko, his nightmare of a season is about to come to an end, and they can start rebuilding their list. I'm assuming he's going to be back next year. I don't know if they've, they've said anything specifically. Um, we've got two more games to go through. We've got Brisbane and Sydney, and I've got Brisbane winning this one by 18 points. And, you know, Sydney is, is playing hard. They're, they're, that's a club that I think in, in the long run they're going to they're gonna be better for what they've gone through this year with the injuries and, and blooding a lot of the young kids. But they just don't have a lot of size right now. And I think this is going to be a great opportunity for Eric Kipwood to have a monster game against Sydney. He had a pretty solid game uh, yesterday, and I think that's going to carry forward into uh, this round against the Swans. I think he's going to kick three or four goals against them. And uh, I think this is going to be a difficult game for the Swans to win because Brisbane wants to stay top three, hopefully have an opportunity to play a first-round game at home. Because if they finish number two, whoever they play, they're probably going to be playing them at the GABA as opposed to having to go to... Port Adelaide or possibly to Optus or maybe to Metricon to play. If they win, they're probably going to play on their home ground. So there's a lot of incentive for them there. And then the last game of the round, Collingwood and Gold Coast. And I've got the Pies winning this one by 14. 
And by the time the Pies play this game at the end of this round, they're coming off of a 10-day break. And let's be honest, that 10-day break could not have come at a better time for Collingwood because it's going to probably help them to get some of their walking wounded back into the lineup and get them into the 22. So we might see Dugowie back out here pretty soon. Um, you know, Jeremy Howe has been has been rumored to possibly be coming back for finals. Is he going to be back at this point in time? I don't know. Maybe he'll be back for, for round 18. But uh, I think the Pies are too strong here. I think Gold Coast has run out of gas. They're a really young club. They're, they, you know, they've made a lot of mistakes um, in the game against Brisbane yesterday. You know, they've, uh, they've lost three out of four, and they had a draw in the fifth game out of the last five. You know, the future's really bright with Gold Coast, but I think the Magpies, they need to help. They need this one to help ensure that they stay in the top eight. And, you know, they're not likely to find themselves in the top four, but they can certainly top, you know, find themselves, you know, locking themselves into a spot with uh, within the five through eight range. And having that draw as opposed to a loss certainly helps them because you, you cannot, you know, you're going to be ahead of a team who has one less win than you do. Okay, so I got Collingwood winning that one by 14 points. And again, those are my tips for this week. Please don't take my advice because I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, I did a little little bit better last week. Last week I got five out of eight, and I'm just doing this for fun. Now, ladies and gents, before I wrap up, I do want to remind you, if you want to, you can sign up on the mailing list that I have in the show notes, and you'll be the first ones to get the new episode as it comes out. There's a link in the sh- in the show notes there for you. It's a little short form with like three or four questions that ask your name, the club you support, you know, what country you live in, your email address, so I can add you to the contact list. Uh, I'd love to add you to that. I have uh, I have someone working on some designs for some stickers and shirts and things of that nature. I'm hoping to have those. Uh, back to me in the next week, week and a half, so I can take a look at them and see if any revisions need to be made. So I'm hoping within the next four to six weeks to have something set up in one of the online stores that if you're interested in, you know, buying a a Yank on the Footy t-shirt or a sticker for your computer or your, your car window, if you'd be so bold as to do that, I think those will be out there uh, and available for you here very soon. Uh, Hoping to, you know, be able to maybe upgrade a little bit of my equipment that I'm using in creating the podcast, uh, maybe upgrade some of the software that I'm using as well. So if you want to sign up for that mailing list, that'd be great. If you got an idea for a show topic, or if you know somebody that you think would be a great guest, shoot me an email. You can reach me at a yank on the footy at gmail.com. Send me a DM on Twitter or send me uh, a, a message on Messenger on Facebook. You can find a yank on the footy there. You can find my name on there, Craig Wessels. Um, I live in Ohio, so I'd love to hear from you. And don't forget that while you can find all of the episodes for this podcast at a yankonthefooty.podbean.com, you can also find it your favorite podcast provider. So if you like Spotify, you like Stitcher, you like Apple, they're all there. And I, I'm hoping you'll consider giving me a, a review on uh, Apple Podcast if you're if you're listening. You know, maybe go to Apple if you even if you listen somewhere else and go on there and say, hey, here's what I like. Maybe here's what could be better. If I if I've earned a five star, I'd love to have that from you. If I haven't yet, tell me what I could do better. Okay, I would love I would love to to know what I could do better to make this a uh, a more entertaining podcast for you. I do want to thank uh, 
Joseph McDade before I wrap up here for a couple pieces of music that I'm using of his. Um, using Elevation and Backplate, you can find his music at uh, josephmcdade.com slash music. He's also on Spotify as well. He's got some great tunes. Um, but back to the uh, the reviews, like I said, it lets me know what I'm doing well. lets me know uh, what I can prove upon. And you can, like I said, also reach me at a yank on the footy at gmail.com or on Twitter at yank underscore on. And again, uh, ladies and gents, I want to thank you for listening. Because while we're fans of our own clubs, deep down we're fans of a game that we all love. That's the game of footy. If you're new to the game, I'm thrilled that you're listening. Uh, several of the guests that I've had on in the podcast in recent weeks and recent months have some great resources. The A to Z footy podcast, the kick to kick podcast. Um, Frode Jernhardt has a, uh, a great uh, podcast that he's doing, especially if you're a Bulldogs fan. So I'd, I'd certainly, you know, encourage you to take a look at those. Um, if you're here in the States, eight of the nine games this week are going to be online. I'm not online, but on television. So if you're not checking out the games yet, go for it. I think it's the uh, Adelaide game that's not going to be aired this week. It's the only one that will not be on. And, uh, you know, but again, for those of you in the U.S. and Canada, don't forget that, that Australian rules football. It's why they invented the DVR. Again, ladies and gents, thank you so very much for listening. I ask that you consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. Send them a link in a text message. Send them a link in an email. Tell them, hey, you might want to check this out. You might find it interesting. And uh, ladies and gents, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I'll catch you later. This has been episode number 47 of the Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on or to yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at a yank on the footy. Again, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. I hope you'll consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. And until next time, I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. <laughs>